This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20-hour break is over. Now, back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Oh, wait, our, our break was a little longer than that this time. We had a uh, yeah. day off yesterday. So what was that, a 72? No, 70. It was a long break. Yeah. <laughs> All we know is the break is over. Don't we're we've been told before don't do math on the show, so we're not even going to ninety two hours as far as I can. Well, uh, you know, he said that, not me. It is six oh seven fifty degrees in downtown Boise, and you heard it there. We got a pair of tickets for you tonight, San Jose State. There's only a couple more games, home games left for Boise State. Uh, you've got this week against San Jose State, and then you have two home games next week. So there are three home games for this season, three more chances to uh, see the seniors on this team. That includes Max Rice because he mm-hmm. uh, it, it mathematically cannot come back past this year. This is his final year. This is his. Uh, He's only been here six. Sixth I mean, year. On. His COVID year has already been in use. Possibility of uh, not seeing um, maybe a couple of players on that team also next year. Um, Abu has another year. Hasn't announced whether he is uh, coming back or not. But there's a possibility this could be another really good team next year if the players that are able to come back all do indeed come back. They could have a very special year whenever, next year. Whenever somebody announces they're not coming back, I always think. What about your degree? And apparently, I'm the only one who thinks that. Oh, yeah. Uh, they could already have their degrees. Being, yeah, sometimes, yeah. I mean, you, you know, if, if you're going to school for six years and you don't have a degree yet, you're probably going to be a doctor. What's that from, what's that from Tommy Boy? A lot of people go to college for seven years. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're called, called doctors. doctors. <laughs> so, uh, once again, you want those tickets for tonight's game? Expecting another big crowd. They're making a real big push now. I don't believe there has been a game this year for Boise State that has had, I think, less than 10,000 people. Mm. Um, it, well, it's just they, been absolutely amazing, the number they, of people um, going to the games this year. They wanted to beat 170,000 for the year. And with four games to go, I guess there are three games now, but with four games to go, they said they were going to have to average about 11,200 per game to make it. So even if they're... And, and tonight's game is a, a little bit difficult in the that it's an 8.30 tip-off. Yeah. It is against San Jose State, which is maybe the worst team in the Mountain West. Uh, it's one of the worst, top bottom worst, three. Worst or second to the worst, yeah. probably. Um, could be a, a hard push. However, I do expect next week's home games, because those are going to be very important home games, I expect those games to possibly be sellouts. So if this one's a little bit short, um, I think next week's two home games could make up a little bit for it, because those two home games are going to be important. Um, we've, we've talked about how big and how competitive the Mountain West is this year, and how big each win is. If Boise Stakes take, takes, just takes care of business, if they can go six and zero over the final games, which is a big ask, but if they can go six and zero, no matter what happens with the rest of the league, this is mm-hmm. what happened this weekend. They now control their own destiny, and they'll be in first place no matter what happens. If they go six and zero, it doesn't matter what anybody else does; they will be in first place. Okay. Now, Utah State could also go six and zero, and if they go six and zero, they would tie with Boise State for first place, um, and then would win for 
yeah. you know, argument's sake of the uh, seeding in the Mountain West tournament would get first place because they've beaten Boise State two times. As it stands right now, Utah State and San Diego State are tied for first. That puts Boise State in third. Half game out. Se- right. Well, basically second. And They're then only a half game out of second. Colorado State and New Mexico are tied for fourth. <clears throat> And once again, some crazy stuff happened tonight. Tonight, before the tip-off, by the way, um, one of those two teams, Utah State and San Diego State, will not be in first place because they tip off an hour before Boise State. So, mm. before Boise State's team game is done tonight, one of those teams will not be in first place because they play each other tonight. And San Diego State, by the way, a um, little bit rough to begin the first part half of the season. Mm-hmm. But man, San Diego State has really come on. I saw. Um, a uh, mock national championship seeding over the weekend and has San Diego State at a number four seed. Right, wow, that's pretty good right for now. the Mountain West. Yeah, so and they have and they have five teams in. By the way, so five teams in during the weekend. Uh, Boise State they had at a ten seed, which Boise State has a chance to play that way up. I mean, because you've got you've got six games left in the regular season and then you know if you win the Mountain West Championship three games there you've got nine games left to really improve your seeding when it comes to the NCAA or at least guarantee that you're going to be in the NCAA tournament you know Boise State's still kind of on the bubble yeah kind of on the bubble right now 17 and 8 overall but like I said the cool thing is where a week ago when we were talking about this last week Boise State did not control their own destiny at that time. Now they do. And it start, it's, it's every game. They can't overlook anybody. Wyoming, even though they're one of the bottom four teams, that's not going to be an easy game playing in Wyoming because in Wyoming... Because you're give, in Wyoming. It, it gives everybody trouble, right? Yeah. They've had some big wins. They can't, it's, Wyoming, hard to, it's hard to breathe. Wyoming was the uh, team that came back from 11 down in 45 seconds left in the game to beat Colorado State. At Wyoming, so... Well, <laughs> let's hope they don't score uh, 11 points every 45 seconds <laughs> yeah. against Boise State. So a lot can a lot can definitely happen. Uh, like I said, if you want these tickets this morning for tonight's game, text right now, 208-336-3700. Text Broncos. And by the way, a huge thank you to Cloverdale Plumbing. These are uh, Kenny's Cloverdale Plumbing tickets that we are giving away. And we have two pair of tickets that we are giving away this morning. We have one pair that we're giving away right now before 8. So you have up until 8 o'clock to text Broncos. And then we're going to give away another pair of tickets. Thanks again to Cloverdale Plumbing, <laughs> um, who is giving these tickets to use to you. So we have a pair between now and, ten, and 8, and then another pair between 8 and 10 this morning. So if you want to get those going, feel free, uh, and uh, good luck to you. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we also have a couple things going on this week, uh, this morning for uh, giveaways. Country Stomp, starring Brantley Gilbert, plus Low Cash and more, Friday, June the 14th. We've got tickets that we'll give away for you this morning. Kids Fair is coming up this coming Saturday at, Extra, or at Expo Idaho. Mm-hmm. We have a four-pack of tickets to that we're going to give away. The way we're going to do this this morning is uh, we're going to give you your choice for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. So if you your choice of prizes. If you answer correctly, yeah, you're either going to get your choice of country stomp or if you'd like a four pack of ticket to take the kids or ga- grandkids to um the uh great kids grandkids, fairness. you know, whatever yeah, you have. Whatever you have. Yeah. Um you'll be able to do that absolutely free. So those are some of the things we have to give away this morning. So definitely lock in your phone number at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Did you get any of the uh thunder snow last night? 
I don't know, to tell you the truth. I, uh, I think you would know. Um, then it was I, then, that then, loud. Well, I didn't. <laughs> there was no snow on the ground this morning around our house, so I'm going to go with uh, no. So at about but one, we were we were asleep fairly early last night. We so. were, too. Um, this was like one in the morning, and all of a sudden ah. it woke me up. The wind and the snow and sleet that was hitting the house was just super loud. And then about 10 minutes later, after I fall asleep to that, um, I get the loudest rolling thunder that just shook the house. <laughs> Um, I love thunder, but I didn't hear it. Uh, yeah, th- this you would have heard this one because this mm. was like literally over the top of the house. So we, I mean, it flashed, and I don't know where it struck, but it, it was really close to the house. Um, it's some clearing this morning, but still fairly warm. And as you heard, there we're going to get some rain showers here likely today. Some of the other things we're going to be talking about this morning uh, on Friday after our show: Donald Trump lost his New York civil fraud case. Has to uh, come up with almost half a billion dollars. And even though he has already said that he is going to appeal the decision, he would still have to come up with almost half a billion dollars or a $35 million bond that would cover the entire part of that. So that has to be done within the next 30 days, and he Mm -hmm. has to file an appeal within the next 30 days. So New York's one of those states where if you lose your initial court case, you have to come up with the money anyway, um, and then you you can go ahead and take it to appeal. It's going to be very expensive. We'll talk about that. Does he have the money to uh, go ahead and uh, pay that bill? We'll talk more about this this morning. Our phone lines are open also at 208-336-3700. Right now, let's get our first check on what's happening with sports. Lots of sports action going on uh, this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Chef Wally and his staff already there making up their deliciousness from scratch just for you so that you can enjoy great breakfasts and lunch at Pork Belly and Cuna. They open up at 7 a.m. There's Boise State men's basketball tonight, as we said, at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos take on San Jose State at 8.30 p.m. Boise State is 17-8 and overall this season and 8-4 and in the Mountain West. That puts them in third place behind Utah State and San Diego State and just a half game ahead of Colorado State and New Mexico. The Spartans are just 9-17 and 17 overall. They're 2-11 and 11 in conference. Tyson Degenhart leads the Broncos with 16.5 points per game. Right behind him, Max Rice averages 13.7. The Boise State women's team also plays Wednesday at home. That'll be against the New Mexico Lobos. The Boise State women's softball team is on an 8-day, 11-game road trip. Saturday in Arlington, Texas, the Broncos lost to Michigan State 8-5. They then dominated DePaul 19-2. Sunday, Boise State won a rematch with Michigan State 4-3, then beat Missouri-Kansas City 6-2. Monday, they shut out host Texas Arlington 6-0. Wednesday, the Broncos head to Lake Charles, Louisiana, where they will play McNeese State. Thursday, they'll play at Louisiana State in Baton Rouge. Friday, they'll stay in Baton Rouge to play Austin P and have a rematch with LSU. Then Saturday, still in Baton Rouge, they will face Houston and then a second game against Austin P. Boise State is 8-2 and two overall. They have yet to play at home this season. That's sports. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, it's 50 degrees in downtown Boise. Stock futures down uh, pretty much across the board. 135 points down on the Dow. Friday, uh, sell off a little bit on Friday. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here 
uh, next hour. We'll uh, find out what's going uh, on ahead of this on this short week. Uh, week. Bitcoin continues to uh, still do well over the last week or so. Uh, trading about 52,000 right now. It is up today, even though the stock market is down. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, Bitcoin news in, in the last few days. Uh, apparently, uh, some huge whales have taken out a massive amount of money out of Coinbase. Bitcoin uh, money out of Coinbase. Uh, and Coinbase, by the way, with what has gone up and the amount of people that are, um, are not Coinbase, uh, Bitcoin, the amount of people that have invested, it has risen to the point where if Bitcoin were a company, it would be the seventh largest company in the world. Really? That many people are in it, huh? That, that many people are in it, and the price has uh, gone up from where it was just a couple of months ago uh, up to, like I said, it's up over 52000 as of uh, this morning. So um, there's a, a lot of money pouring into uh, Bitcoin and other, you know, Ethereum is even going up hmm. Uh, faster than uh, Bitcoin is uh, most recently. So those are some of the things we'll talk about with uh, Jeremiah Bates on the way in the uh, coming hour, about 45 minutes from right now. Also, don't forget this morning, we've got Jackson Country Stomp tickets featuring Brantley Gilbert and Low Cash. Plus, there'll be more artists. It's happening Friday, June 14th at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. Tickets this morning that we'll be giving away, uh, you'll have them before they go on sale. They don't go on sale till tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at ictickets.com. But you can win yours this morning. We're going to give you a choice with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. You're either going to get your country stop tickets, if that's what you want, if you'd rather have Kids Fair tickets. We've got a four-pack of tickets for Kids Fair that is happening this Saturday at Expo Idaho. Once again, you'll have your choice of either one of those to win. And right now, if you want to go to the Boise State game, man, we got a lot of stuff we're giving away this morning. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to the Boise State-San Jose State game, be there live in person tonight. We've got a pair of tickets. Thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing. We're giving those away right now. Just text Broncos to 208-336-3700. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk. KBOI. Judge Arthur Engoron in New York City orders former President Donald Trump and his company to pay back to the state of New York over $354 million. It is barred from doing business in New York for three years and must have an independent monitor. Mr. Trump's sons Eric and Donald Jr. are ordered to pay $4 million each in penalties. This for the judge finding fraudulent financial statements to get better business deals. Mr. Trump plans to appeal the Trump Organization and his lawyers calling it a witch hunt, saying the judge ignored the law, that it's manifest injustice and politically motivated. ABC's Jonathan Carl. Look what the judge said about Trump's testimony in this case. Overall, Donald Trump rarely responded to the questions asked, severely compromised his credibility. Mr. Trump says he plans to appeal. We'll talk more about that, uh, this case this morning. Um, very interesting. This happened after our show on Friday. Some people question whether or not Trump has the cash to uh, come up because he's going to have to pay it one way or the other, whether he just accepts the verdict and moves on. He announced that he is going to appeal it, but he has 30 days to come up with cash. So either way, he has to come up with the 400 and some odd billion dollars in uh, cash or a bond that would cover the cash, and of that bond, he would be paying about 9% interest uh, on while he awaits the uh, appeal. There's no telling how long. I mean, the appeal could go years Mm -hmm. before it goes back to court. A lot of interesting um, 
things that we can talk about on this. It's it's interesting still. Um, a lot of people weighing in and saying, how can you have fraud when every bank that Trump was found guilty of defrauding by the judge said in court that they weren't guilty of being defrauded? So it's it's the banks, the banks that were guilty, found guilty of being defrauded, all said that they didn't get defrauded. Um, the other that, that they were paid back. That, yeah, yeah. That they time, there yeah. there was no illegal, um, nothing illegal going on as far as how much the and that was the claim by the judge is that he way overestimated the worth of his property. Um, for instance, the property in Mar-a-Lago, I'll give you a, an example of, was estimated by the judge to be worth eighteen million dollars. Well, real real estate agents and experts in Florida said, "Give me that eighteen million dollar property, and I'll flip it the next day for two hundred dollar profit, two hundred million dollar profit." So, if you, if you have the judge saying, "Hey, it's only worth eighteen million dollars, and it's going to sell for what twenty times that amount," which one's right? The uh, other thing is that people might be missing is that Donald Trump might have cash available uh, because of the Truth Social deal that went through last uh, a week or the week before um, that Trump is the majority stake in Truth Social, and that would give him about $4 billion worth of stock in Truth Social. So out of that $4 billion, if he wanted to, he could probably use yeah. a half a billion of that $4 billion. Now, there's not cash there. He would have to sell, you know, $4 billion. He would have to sell a half a billion dollars almost um, of his stake. I don't know if he would want to do that or not. But he doesn't. I, experts say he doesn't have the actual cash on hand mm. to pay well, 430 he, some odd billion he dollars. Said, he said toward the beginning of this trial that he had $400 million in cash. That, that he could, uh, you know, access easily. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll see if he has that or if he files a bond. I, I find it interesting, too. Do his two sons have $4 million um, in cash readily available? I don't I, know. I, that no would idea. seem to be a bigger problem to me. Um, we'll talk more about this this morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Get a check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, just 15 minutes away. You're sitting out in front just waiting for the doors to open. Be patient. You can even get in through the uh, drive-thru if you want some hot coffee, iced coffee. They open up at 7 a.m. also. William Byron Monday won the Daytona 500 despite being the first car involved in a 23-car accident with only nine laps to go in the race. Alex Bowman was bump-drafting Byron's car when Byron suddenly swerved into Brad Keselowski, scattering the field. Neither Byron's car nor Bowman's was badly damaged, and when the track was cleared, they finished first and second, respectively. The crash eliminated six former Cup Series champions and three former Daytona 500 winners from the race. There was one more accident in the final lap. NASCAR then froze the field and declared Byron the winner under caution, both Byron and Bowman race for Hendrick Motorsports. 
Starting today, the Brooklyn Nets will play under an interim coach. Head coach Jacques Vaughn was fired Monday with the Nets in 11th place in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn lost five of their last six games before the All-Star break, including a 50-point loss Wednesday, 136-86 to the Celtics in Vaughn's final game as head coach. That was the team's worst loss in its 12 years in Brooklyn and the second worst loss in team history dating back to when they were the New Jersey Nets and before that, the New York Nets. Brooklyn this season is without the two biggest stars from last year's team, Kevin Durant, who was traded late last season to Phoenix, and Kyrie Irving, who was traded late last season to San Antonio. And the team's only remaining former All-Star, Ben Simmons, has missed 38 games so far this year with injuries. That's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.57, 49 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone line's always open if you want to take part in the show at 208-336-3700. Dylan, uh, listening online here in Boise, uh, thank you for being patient this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Always thank you for getting up at the weirdo thirty in the morning, <laughs> fellas. Always, uh, um, thank you. Hey, your your wife Tracy's in real estate. Mm-hmm. I assume whenever she's going to list or sell a home for somebody, she's like, "Well, what do you think your house is worth?" Does she ever have a challenge in what the homeowners think their house is worth, what it's actually worth? Oh yeah, and, and it it doesn't matter what she thinks it's worth or what the owner thinks it's worth. It only matters what the bank thinks it's worth. <laughs> Because they're Thank only going saying that because they're only going to loan what what the point. money they can get back on it if it gets defaulted on. That's precisely my point with with the Trump scenario. It's we don't have a victim here. It's the bank's onus to verify the business that they are taking in trust. Owners, I feel like my building that I own is worth twice as much as probably what it really is to me. Um, you know, the banks the banks have a job of in of choosing those values as well. And by the mere fact of accepting it, um, you know, they, they're okay with the deal. Of course, unless it goes into default, it's, it's, it's really naive and coy what's happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen. Thank you for the phone call, Dylan. Um, We'll talk more about this this morning. I don't know what's going to happen as far as the appeal. I know for sure Trump has already said he is going to uh, appeal, in the uh, case, so it'll be interesting. We'll talk more about this. If you want to weigh in, you can email us right now. Also on the way for you, coming up here for this morning, a lot of stuff we're giving away. Uh, we've got uh, Country Stomp tickets. We're going to give your choice with the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Country Stomp tickets, which go on sale tomorrow morning, or you'll get four tickets to Kids Fair when you answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Our question today has to do with uh, the holiday yesterday, President's Day once again. Our question today, which president was the last president to own slaves? This is the last president to ever own slaves. Hmm. You know, stick around. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, uh, we talk frequently in our time together about how different foods can positively affect our health. Um, but honestly, uh, a lot of times the foods that are, are great don't t- 
taste great. So is there anything out there that is tasty and also would be good for our health? There is. I mean, good news here. So certainly we know that many fruits and vegetables can check both of those boxes for some people, but there is another food item that once again appears to offer a health benefit, which is pretty tasty in and of itself. Good. You've got our attention now. What are we talking about? Dark chocolate. Um, It's a recent study found that intake of dark chocolate was associated with decreased risk for health problems like high blood pressure and even possibly reducing risk for blood clots. Do we know um, exactly what it is about dark, dark chocolate that seems to help with high blood pressure? Well, we, we probably need more specific research to answer that, but its benefits are believed to be related to a series of chemicals that it contains, including things that are called flavanols, it has fiber and iron, magnesium, phosphorus, and zinc. Um, and as appealing as the study certainly is, it is important to note that eating a healthy diet overall, maintaining a healthy weight, exercising are certainly important and effective ways of optimizing our heart health, even though they may be a little less tasty than just doubling down on our dark chocolate. I understand there's a fairly new supplement making the rounds that the FDA is warning consumers not to use or buy. What is that? There is, and the ingredient of concern is called tyaneptine. It is an antidepressant that is improved in some European, Asian, and Latin American countries, but is not approved in the United States and is not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. Okay, so what is it that this product claims to do? I mean, it's marketed as a way of improving brain function, treating anxiety, depression, pain, opioid disorder, a series of conditions, but the FDA notes that it's often sold also under the name of Neptune's Fix, and it can cause seizures, it can cause loss of consciousness, it can even cause death particularly for those who may be taking other medications. What should people do if they have previously purchased this product thinking that it was just a a pick-me-up or a pain reliever? Don't take it and don't share it. Um, The FDA recommends that consumers, distributors, and retailers that have these products should either dispose of them or return them to the place of purchase immediately. That is the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 11 minutes after 7, good morning, and thanks for listening in. Remember, uh, in addition to listening in, you can always be a part of the show by calling us. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Toll-free 1-800-529-5264 from wherever you might be listening this morning. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, it's even easier. Just pound 670 to take part in the show. You can email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. And you can text us, same as our main number. Don't forget, you are also texting at the same time if you'd like to go to the game tonight. Boise State taking on San Jose State. There are only three more home games left. You want to be a part of the home games before the season is over tonight? San Jose State tip-off 8.30. Keep in mind, if you do win these tickets this morning, you will have to pick them up before 5 o'clock this afternoon when our uh, offices close. A huge thank you to Cloverdale Plumbing. Kenny and everybody at Cloverdale Plumbing, these are their tickets that they have given away. Text Broncos right now to 208 336 3700 if you want those tickets you have 50 more minutes to text for our first pair of tickets and then we'll have another pair that will be given away between 8 and 10 this morning 
If you want those tickets, just make sure you continue to uh, text away. If you're just waking up, I've already texted. You're good. If uh, you haven't texted as of yet, go ahead and uh, text away. Uh, also, uh, big, huge congratulations over the uh, weekend. Uh, finally got word back from Karen Lowe. She won our final pair of tickets Friday morning to uh, see Kenny Chesney. So congratulations last week to all of our winners. We've got more tickets we'll be giving away for concerts this week. All week we're giving away tickets to Country Stomp. First pair coming up here for a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question on the way next hour. Also on the way for you uh, here in just a few minutes, going to be talking uh, about the stock market again as of right now, pretty much across the board, everything except, well, if you're, if you're invested in uh, digital currencies those are up but across the board dow uh, s&p everything is down there was some big news uh, over the weekend though a huge merger having to do with a couple of uh, big credit card companies jeremiah bates will be with us coming up here shortly and we'll talk a little bit uh, about that this morning um another <laughs> you like me you already have one card from each i have yeah i have one card from each so it'll be just, interesting to see I'll what's have to combine happen. them i guess yeah uh, or you may you may not have a choice you may get a letter and say hey mm-hmm. your cards have been combined <laughs> um another thing i want to talk about here uh for you this morning u.s food and drug administration uh, uh last year agreed that cultivated chicken is safe to eat now if you're going well what is cultivated chicken you don't plant chicken um Cultivated chicken is meat that is made in the lab. It's not mm-hmm. real chicken. It's it, it it's supposedly made to taste like real chicken, to have some of the same atoms, nucleus, and everything that kind of looks like, but it's not real chicken. It was grown in a lab. Now, U.S. Well, Senator... It's sort of Kentucky fabricated chicken. Yeah. Okay. U.S. Senator John Testard of Montana and Mike Rounds of South Dakota have introduced a new school lunch bill. It's called the School Lunch Integrity Act, which would prohibit lab-grown meat from being served in the National School Lunch Program and School be- Breakfast Program. I'll go along with that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see a problem with this. And, and I want to put this out there to find out your feelings on this rounds and testers said in a release they oppose what is technically called cell cultivated protein see that doesn't even sound appetizing (laughs) and they said that they are against it because of lack of usda guidance and a lack of uh demonstrated studies showing that the lab-grown meat is safe what could go wrong your thoughts do you want lab-grown meat to be served to your kids in school I've only tried lab-grown meat one time, and, I mean, to be fair, it was a lovely leg of salmon, but it just was weird. Go ahead and weigh in. If you want to email us right now, you can. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Let's get a quick check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open. In this week's Associated Press College Basketball Poll, the top ten are Connecticut, Houston, Purdue, Arizona, Tennessee, Iowa State, Marquette, Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina. San Diego State is the top Mountain West team at number 19. Colorado State is 22nd. Also receiving votes this week from the Mountain West were New Mexico, Utah State, and Nevada. Boise State did not receive any votes. The Broncos host San Jose State tonight at 8.30 at Extra Mile Arena. 
Las Vegas Raiders backup quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has been suspended by the NFL for the first two games of the 2024 season after testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs. ESPN says the Raiders are expected to release Garoppolo sometime in the next few weeks. If they don't, his current contract calls for the team to pay him an 11 and a quarter million dollar bonus in April. Garoppolo was replaced at the Las Vegas or as the Las Vegas starter in midseason by Aiden O'Connell after throwing seven touchdown passes and nine interceptions at sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Capital One is buying Discover in a deal valued at $35 billion. Joining forces will give Capital One access to Discover's payment network, collecting fees to better compete against Visa and MasterCard, which could benefit customers in the long run. It comes as credit card debt in the U.S. hits a record high. The average balance now tops $6,000. And with high interest rates, delinquencies are up among all age groups. 49% of credit card holders now carry debt from month to month. Jeremiah Bates with us uh, this morning to talk about this particular story. Uh, Jeremiah, just uh, to start things off with, is this uh, good news, bad news? Um, Chris and I both talked about this. We each own one uh, credit card from each of those companies. Yeah, I, honestly, at least in the short term, I don't think it's going to have much change. I mean, certainly boding well for Discover stock, which is up 12% pre-market trading. Obviously, the clip that you played, I mean, you're talking about Capital One doing a $35 billion deal. You know, what's interesting is that when you look at Capital One cards, the ones that are issued by Capital One, they're processed over the Visa and MasterCard payment network. What's interesting about Discover is that it operates on its own network. So essentially, Discover is both the card issuer and the payment processor, kind of like American Express. So for Capital One, I mean, it makes it more com- competitive. This could be more of an issue for Visa and MasterCard because Capital One is the third largest issuer of Visa and MasterCard credit cards in the US. So now they're adding Discover. So the question would be, are they going to tip the scales and they're going to put more focus on Discover? I think in the short term, I, I mean, listen, everyone's, in my opinion, I think most people's focus on credit cards these days is what kind of points and what kind of yeah. rewards can I get? Yeah. So, I mean, unless City, unless Capital One really wants to enter the space and become more competitive, sure, they might be able to be, get a little bit more price competitive on the uh, actual um, processing networks if they actually own Discover and they're kind of facilitating that. So they might get in better favor that way. But here's the big the big issue here. This is the news that was released that Capital One is trying to buy Discover. This is likely going to go through significant regulatory scrutiny. You got to remember, the Biden administration, they've been pretty clear that they are not too optimistic or gung-ho on these big financial institution mergers. I'd be curious to see what type of headwinds that uh, Capital One is going to come up against by trying to actually purchase Discover. I think the projected date is that this would wrap up end of 2024. But in my opinion, this by all means is not signed, sealed, and delivered. I I think this is going to, it's going to have to paddle upstream against a strong regulatory current. So the federal government could say, uh uh uh, uh, this is uh, not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking about two, I mean, you're talking about two of the biggest issuers that are now combining in the one, I mean, as far as credit card companies. So, well, it also, this, I mean, this is, you're talking about taking away competition also. Yes. Right? Because yep. you have two, like you said, the two biggest companies, and all of a sudden it's like, well, they don't have to compete each other with rates or giving away points, which is 
probably not good for the consumer, I would think. Yeah, no, these these processing fees have come under significant scrutiny over the past couple of years. Um, and I guess, in my opinion, if this is approved, Capital One's going to have to show that it's actually they're going to they're going to try to implement some more cost competitiveness, which if that is approved and that is the case, that's likely not going to go. That's not likely not going okay. to bode well for Visa and MasterCard. So I don't I think this has more implications for Visa and MasterCard more so than Capital One and Discover. All right. Uh, as of right now, stock market not looking good uh, ahead of the opening here in just a few minutes. All three of the indexes are down. Dow is down over 135 points. We'll keep an eye on that, get some updates throughout the day. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thanks, Jets. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's a first for the U.S. The Food and Drug Administration saying a lab-grown meat product is safe to eat. It's chicken from the company Upside Foods. Chicken grown from cells in large containers. It was never alive. The industry prefers the term cultivated meat to lab-grown, and over a dozen companies are making it, from chicken to beef to fish and more. But Upside Foods is the first in the U.S. to get FDA approval. Next, it needs approval from the Department of Agriculture, but no word when that might happen or when it'll actually be on store shelves. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Sounds so delicious. Mass of cells grown in a test tube to look and taste like chicken. Mmm, sounds so good. You can almost hear the sizzle of the test tube chicken. Yeah, I can't. Um, not only can I not hear it, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I still, do, I, I don't like the idea of meat grown in a lab. I don't have, by the way, I, I don't want this to seem that I'm, I'm against choices here. I have no problem if a company wants to make meat, whether it's salmon, in this case chicken. By the way, this story is from um, almost two years ago, back in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gone through the process now. It is now. It was FDA approved back then. USDA now has approved um, the growing, the making uh, the, the, whatever you want to call it, in a test tube, the cultivating, as as the companies want it to be called, cultivated meat, not lab-grown meat, and for obvious reasons, because cultivated meat sounds much more appetizing than test tube meat or You'd think, lab-grown but, meat. But, but not really, no. I because mean, if, once you know what it is, I mean, you, know, you can no, call it whatever you, you want. That's the problem. I, I I don't, as I said, have a problem with giving choices if you want to give the american consumer the choice and you are upfront about it not like you're hiding it going you know hey taste chicken if it says lab grown chicken in big letters on the label mm-hmm. so that you know what you're buying i don't have any problem with that give the american consumers the choice to do it the problem i have and i completely understand the the senators who want to prohibit lamb lab grown meat from the national school lunch and breakfast programs is the kids wouldn't have a choice. Here's what's for lunch. If you want meat today, the choice is lab grown chicken. Now, if you're going to open this up and every day you give the choices, maybe then, okay. If, if kids want to make the choice that they want lab grown meat, <laughs> test tube meat, or if they want real chicken instead of the test. Okay. But in school lunch programs, I don't know how much they've changed. It's been a while since I've gone to lunch, but I didn't get a cho- I didn't get choices. Oh, neither did I. This is what you had for lunch. You you got lasagna. 
So your lasagna, is it made in a test tube or is it the, made from real beef? We had the same choice we had at home, which was take it or leave it. Yeah. That's the problem, and that's why I, I would say 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, what do you think about it? Maybe you're just completely against lab-grown meat altogether. I'm sorry. You want to call it cultivated. You're against cult. See, cultivated meat, though, sounds like it's, it's plant-based meat, which this is not. This is not the same as plant meat. This is test tube meat made to be yeah. like real meat, only it's grown in a test tube. Go ahead and weigh in if you want. We'll take a uh, final check on sports here. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Opened up uh, 7 a.m. as they do every day of the week. Your chance to get in for breakfast. And don't forget if you like breakfast at lunch, one of the places that does serve breakfast and lunch, Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. There's Boise State men's basketball tonight at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos take on San Jose State at 8.30 p.m. Boise State is 17-8 and overall this season and 8-4 and in the Mountain West. That puts them in third place behind Utah State and San Diego State and just a half game ahead of Colorado State and New Mexico. The Spartans are just 9-17 and overall and 2-11 and in conference. Tyson Degenhart leads the Broncos with 16.5 points per game. Max Rice averages 13.7. The Boise State women's team plays Wednesday at home against the Lobos. The Boise State women's softball team is on an eight-day, 11-game road trip. Saturday in Arlington, Texas, the Broncos lost to Michigan State 8-5. They then dominated DePaul 19-2. Sunday, Boise State won a rematch with Michigan State 4-3, then beat Missouri-Kansas City 6-2. Monday, they shut out host Texas Arlington 6-0. Wednesday, the Broncos head to Lake Charles, Louisiana, where they will play McNeese State. Thursday, they'll play at Louisiana State in Baton Rouge. Friday, they'll stay in Baton Rouge to play Austin P and have a rematch with LSU. Then Saturday, still in Baton Rouge, they'll face Houston and a second game against Austin P. Boise State is 8-2 and two overall. They have yet to play at home this season. That's sports. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Maryland-based Muji Meats is already making plant-based steaks and is working on producing the vegan meat using 3D printing. Stakeholder Foods is trying to perfect lab-grown real meat to be shaped by a printer. On the company YouTube channel, CEO Arik Kaufman says that before long, we will be able to mass-produce whole cuts of meat without killing a single cow. Jim Ryan, ABC News. What about married cows? If the meat, you know, that you're replacing is so bad, yeah. why do you have to make it look like the meat that it's replacing? Why can't you, if, it, if this is so good, why can't you just put a log of test tube meat out there and just say, even though this looks like it's just a big log, it's really test tube steak, this is test tube chicken, this is test tube fish. Why do you have this to make it look like a steak? Reminds me very much of the argument that I used in 1986 when people complained about the blue field, and I said, it's not real grass, why should it be green? <laughs> U.S. Senators John Tester and Mike Rounds have introduced a School Lunch Integrity Act which would prohibit cultivated meat from being served in the National School Lunch Program and School Breakfast Program in America. Lab-grown meat has been available for purchase uh, in a limited 
capacity in Singapore and in the United States since 2021 after companies like Good Meat went through the regulatory steps toward bringing the meat to market. It's not really meat, so you can't say they're bringing the meat to market. It's lab-grown meat. In 2023, Good Meat, the cultivated meat division of food technology company Eat Just Incorporated, announced with Upside Foods they had received a no-questions letter from the FDA essentially agreeing their meat was safe to eat. Just over 40 companies in the United States right now are working in the cultivated meat industry. Some analysts predict cultivated meat could become a $25 billion global industry by 2030. That's six years away. Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, maintained that the federal government should not allow lab-grown protein in school lunch and breakfast programs without knowing, programs without knowing the long-term health benefits it might have on our children. School cafeterias, he said, are not test labs, and we appreciate Senator Rounds and Tester for standing up for children's and cattle producers' rights. Your thoughts? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Says, uh, here's a text message in at 208-336-3700. We have a planet to save here, people. If we don't force the kitties to eat lab-grown meat, the world will end in eight years, nine months, and 22 days. Panic, panic, panic. Ron from Meridian says, remember the movie Soylent Green? This is different. Soylent Green was people! This is chemicals! Another uh, text message. People are made up of chemicals. Another text message kind of makes that point. says, no, no, and no. The production process requires heavy use of antibiotics and hazardous materials. Diseases can spread throughout the facility or into the product during that process. And there are also yet known unknown health and safety risks for humans eating cultured meat. And Greg from Indian Valley says, sounds strangely, strangely like Soylent Green. A lot of people thinking the same. Once, once again, though, Soylent Green was people. It was turning people into food. This is just growing meat in the lab. Like I said, I don't have a problem if companies want to put their money in and make the meat, as long as it is safe and they've done testing if you want to make that a choice go ahead kind of take it's not a choice though if you start serving it in school cafeterias you're you're making kids eat lab-grown meat that i kind of have a problem with ben shapiro this afternoon at one now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 807, you just heard the cue to uh, text at 208-336-3700, Broncos. That's all you have to do. By the way, this is a brand new contest right now. So everybody, if you texted between 6 and 8 o'clock this morning, this is a new contest for a new pair of tickets. Thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing. Kenny gave us a couple of pair of tickets. So between now and 10 o'clock, you have a chance to uh, text and win once again. For those of you who had uh, texted between 6 and 8 this morning. Make sure and uh, check out your text messages. We are, uh, in just a minute or two, going to be uh, picking a winner and sending out the information that you've won tickets. Now, keep in mind, if you do win these tickets today, this is for tonight's game against San Jose State. And kickoff uh, 8.30, you will have to pick up your tickets here before close of business today. Close the doors at 5 o'clock. So, Keep that in mind. If you're going to have, if you're going to want to go to the game tonight, uh, you do have to 
come in and pick up your tickets if you do win. But like I said, if you text in the first round of contests, it's a whole new contest giving you another chance to win. Text Broncos right now. You have until 10 o'clock this morning at 208-336-3700. Subject, we are talking about uh, a new bill being uh, introduced in Congress that would make it illegal to serve lab-grown, test tube-grown, cultivate, whatever you want to call it, fake meat, (laughs) in school lunch programs. Your thoughts. Is, Is this a good thing? Do you think it should be against the law to serve lab-grown meat to kids going to school in the lunch program. One company's chicken grown in a lab is safe to eat. That, according to the Food and Drug Administration, for the first time giving its approval to a cultivated meat company. Upside Foods grows its chicken from cells, meaning no animals have to be killed to get it to your table. It's one of over a dozen companies aiming to get cultivated chicken, beef, pork, and fish on your plate. One company, Eat Just, is already selling cultivated chicken in Singapore, but no one has approval yet to sell the stuff in the U.S. The FDA greenlight just the first hurdle. The Department of Agriculture also has to sign off, so don't expect to taste cultivated meat anytime soon. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. That story was two years ago when it was uh, approved here in the United States, by the FDA. It has now been approved by the USDA. That's what they were talking about. You might not have this anytime soon. It has now officially been approved by the USDA, so they can start serving test tube meat here in the United States. Like I said uh, earlier as we were talking about this, I don't have a problem offering this if you want to give people a choice, as long Mm -hmm. as it is spelled out in big letters, you know, you warning can't, fake meat. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a warning, but just saying this is run how, for your lives. What are they calling meat? it now? Uh, I call it test tube meat or cultivate. Yeah, they they say, well, we don't want to call it that. It sounds bad. Cultivated meat sounds much better. As long as there are big signs, just as big as you're saying that this is meat, that this is not real meat, this is cultivated meat. I'm okay with that because I'm not going to be buying it. But if somebody may want to, they may want to say. I think this is going to help out our climate change. So if I can not eat a cow who is farting and burping and causing climate change, then I'm going to do my part. I don't have a problem with you doing that. However, forcing people, you know, kids to do it in schools, don't necessarily like that. Dow in Boise, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning to you. Hello. Hello. What are your thoughts? Gentlemen. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I can tell we agree. I mean, this is just so bizarre and awful on so many levels. I'm for the bill. Let's get the bill passed because we should be experimenting on our children. Uh, I agree with you. Hey, if people look, we're not going to stop this tidal wave of this kind of nonsense from happening because everything that's happening with the money in the world and the people in power in the world they're trying to get more of it. What do they want us to do? They want to subjugate us. Grasshoppers, this meat. You think they're going to be eating that? I doubt it. I really do. And you know what? This whole thing, Just Meat, is that what that company was called? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember if it was. Just I, Meat. So, so just, the, yeah, the, company, the main is, company is called Just Meat Incorporated. Yeah, so they're trying or, to I'm sorry, eat. I'm sorry, Eat Just Incorporated. Eat Just Incorporated. Right. The so now of- we're supposed to believe that justice is that we don't kill chickens and cows. Somehow that's more just. Come on. 
Yeah. Look, or everything eats everything on this planet. Right. What's so, you want to know what's un, you want to know what's unjust is that we're so far away from the reality of what it would be like unless you're on a farm to kill a chicken and eat it. It's a real thing. They don't want us to live in a real world. <laughs> Sorry, it's taking us away from our humanity and our spiritual realities and everything. As a boy, as a girl, this is in that category. I can be a girl. I can be a boy. No, you can't. I'm sorry. It's uh, to me, it's very upsetting existentially. All right. I guess that's that's my major point. Thank uh, you for the call, Dow. Appreciate it. Appreciate the thoughts. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless uh, email in from uh, Corey says that uh, I could see the environmental alt left extremists in Congress subsidizing this subsidizing this lab meat and forcing all who receive federal dollars to reserve it in, uh, to serve it in public schools. Uh, that being said, if the lap meat tastes like Jack in the Box mystery meat tacos, I might try it. <laughs> I, you know what? I I might taste it just to see what it tastes like, so that I mean I I can see if it's even comparable to like real well, see, that, chicken. But I I it's not something I want to eat on a regular basis. That's good because if I want to know what it tastes like, I will simply ask you. <laughs> Ron from Meridian says, gentlemen, how about Motel Hell? It takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent Fritters meets meat and a man has to eat. A it's, classic from 1980. It's still feeding humans. <laughs> it's still the same same argument with Soiler. It's not the same thing. They're planting humans in and harvesting humans for mm-hmm. meat. Yeah, uh, I see where you're going with it, though. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Watch. We'll talk more about this coming up after uh, 9 a.m., coming up on the way next. Don't go away. We have a chance for you to get yourself either free tickets to Country Stomp or you have four tickets to the Kids Fair with our Casper and Chris Damn near Impossible Question. That's next, right after Bronco Sports today. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. When it comes to knowing the value of your property, don't just make it up. Call Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. They can give you a free market analysis. What are you talking to? (laughs) You caught that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, called today, 208-888-4128. All right, our question today has to do uh, with President. Yesterday was President's Day. Um, you have your choice this morning, Country Stomp tickets, a pair of those tickets. They go on sale tomorrow morning at IC Tickets, 10 a.m. You can get them before you can buy them. Or, if you would rather, you can take your kids or grandkids to Kids Fair this Saturday. We'll give you a family four-pack of tickets, your choice, whichever one you want. Max, you're going to get first crack at it today. Which U.S. president was the last U.S. president to own slaves? Good morning, fellas. With your permission, if you remember the old... Got Milk commercial where the guy called in and gave the president's name. May I answer that way? Uh, if it's the correct answer. Y- yes, Mike. Zachary Taylor. That is not it. Good guess, oh, though. Try again next yeah, time. Thanks. Keep, keep trying. Uh, Richard, which president was the last president to own slaves? 
Well, he wasn't president at the time, but U.S. Grant was the last president. Ulysses S. Grant was the last president. And you're right. He was not president at the time, but he was officially the last president to own slaves. Congratulations. You got yourself your choice this morning. Would you like to go to Country Stomp June the 14th, Friday, June the 14th at the Ford Idaho Center? Or would you like to go to Kids Fair? I got four tickets so you can take... You know, uh, your kids, your grandkids, whatever you have, Kids Fair, which is going on this Saturday, Expo Idaho, what would you rather have? Country Stomp. You want the Country Stomp tickets? They are yours. Congratulations, Richard. Hold on the line. We'll get information from you. Don't forget the Country Stomp tickets uh, go on sale tomorrow morning at IC Tickets. We'll have another pair of Win It Before You Buy It tickets coming up tomorrow morning, so listen in to win those. Now, the good news is we still have four tickets to Kids Fair going to give those away sometime within the next hour if you want uh, to go to kids fair this coming saturday at expo uh or at expo uh idaho you have a chance to win those tickets be ready to call we're going to do it you don't have to answer a question be ready to call at 208-336-3700 take a break here when news comes up next bob beeler will be in right after that we'll be talking bronco monday on tuesday today all the latest on basketball the game tonight the week ahead in the mountain west Yada, yada, yada. Everything having to do with Mountain West basketball and the Boise State Broncos on the way. This is Bronco Monday. Shaver, step back three. He got it. Uh, on a Tuesday. Because yesterday was a holiday and today is Tuesday. So, <laughs> yeah, forget what day it is. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for Boise State basketball, News Talk, KBOI. Well, we can't forget what day it is because it's game day for the Boise State Broncos. Uh, Once again, for those of you listening right now, if you want to go to the game tonight for free, text Broncos right now to 208-336-3700. We've already given away one pair of tickets. Congratulations to Sean Gibbs of Homedale. This pair of tickets you'll have up until 10 o'clock to text in. Thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing for giving us these tickets to give away. So text away right now. Bob Beeler with us once again. And, And I'll say this, and again this year, how much difference just one week makes in the Mountain West, right? Well, and, and one week from a, a Bronco team that needed to buy very badly, and they came out of the blocks, you know, looking rested and uh, ready to go against Fresno State. Six nothing to start. Never trailed in the game. Never threatened in the game against no. Fresno State. And now uh, back out on the hardwood tonight at Extra Mile Arena against a, a San Jose State team that gave them trouble in their first Mountain West game. Uh, Fresno, excuse me, San Jose was up seven at halftime thanks to 25 points in the first half by MJ Amy. Boise State got things together, held him to five points in the second half, and the Broncos uh, surged back for what ended up being an easy win. So we'll see uh, how uh, the second matchup, the first matchup with Fresno was easy, so I have a feeling maybe the second one with San Jose might be easy too. Uh, also, I will say a week ago, you know, we were looking ahead and it's like, wow, they're going to have a lot of work to do, a lot of help that they're going to need. And the one main thing that has changed from a week ago last when we were talking, uh, things were not in their own hands as of right now. Now everything they have, if they want to win the Mountain West Chan- uh, Tournament, or Mountain West Championship rather, is in, in their own hands. All they have to do is win, and the worst they can do is a tie for first place. Well, Utah State got hammered at Colorado State. That was on, on Saturday. Uh, Nevada tightened things up by beating UNLV late Saturday night. On Friday night, uh, San Diego State at home over New Mexico. And the thing that I, when you look at this, Boise State, the next three games are against teams in the bottom half of the league. You got to take care of them. Then yep. the last three games are going to be against 
New Mexico, Nevada, and San Diego State, teams in the top half of the lead, although two of them uh, will be here. Tonight, Utah State is going to be hosting San Diego State. Both of those teams are the teams ahead of Boise State at 9-4. and four. Somebody's going to win. Yeah, and they're going to stay ahead of Boise State at ten and four, but somebody's going to lose and fall to nine and five if Boise State wins tonight, and that team is going to be behind Boise. State. So Boise State absolutely has to win tonight, and will be second at least for a few days. Mm-hmm. I would say Boise State has to win not just tonight, but the next three games are must wins for Boise State. Mm-hmm. If they if they lose those, that really puts them behind the eight ball going into those final three games. And I, and I would say this about any team that's contending, and we've got six or seven teams that I would view as contenders in the Mountain West. When you look at, at the standings, Fresno State's won four. San Jose's won two. Both have been against Air Force, and Air Force has won one, that 20-point blowout win over uh, UNLV. You can't lose to any of the bottom no. quarter in the league. No, no way. You know, but that that may be what decides who wins the league in the mm-hmm. regular season. If you if you drop one to one of those four teams, and I will uh, say a huge congratulations to you also at the beginning of the season back when we started Bronco Monday. You uh, guesstimated that the winner is going to have at least five losses, and as of right now, it looks like the winner is going to have at least five losses. There's a possibility that the winner could even have six losses. Possible. Right now, Utah State has four. For that not to be true, they would have to win the rest of their games. Boise State has four. They could still win the rest of their games. And San Diego State has four. They could win the rest of their games. But remember, Utah State plays San Diego yeah, tonight, so one of them is going to lose. Five, yeah. Boise State's going to play San Diego State the last game of the season, so somebody's going to have to lose that one. Yeah. So, and, and as long as everybody takes care of business going in, it really could come down to San Diego State, Boise State, for the Mountain West Championship it, very easily. And, and it very possibly might be a multiple teams sharing the championship as well. Uh, this week's games to pay attention to, I mean, we've got uh, tonight, as we mentioned, Utah State hosting San Diego State. Tomorrow, somebody's going to get a sixth loss between Colorado State and New Mexico. And then over the weekend, Colorado State's going to be playing UNLV. Those are the marquee wow. games for the week. Wow. I think from the very beginning of the season, I've kind of been overlooking uh, the conference uh, you know, championship because I keep trying to think, okay, is their record good enough to make the uh, NCAA tournament? Or will they have to end up in the NIT? Well, right now there are six teams in the computer that have uh, score or ratings of 44 or better. Mm-hmm. San Diego is the best at 18 right now. Nevada is the worst of the top six at 44. Uh, UNLV's record in conference is pretty good, but their non-conference was not, so they're probably not in line for an at-large. Since you've been uh, here, how's the Mountain West ever put like five teams in the yes, tournament? Yes, they had we five, have five in 2013. That's six. the top. Five is the top. Okay. The interesting thing, too, about all this, you know, when, when people say, oh, my gosh, you know, we're not going to get five teams in this year because you're going to have somebody with five or six losses. Not true because the teams that are beating each other up, as you just mentioned, are what, 40 net ranking of 45 or better? 44 or better, 44 yeah. or better. When a team that's you know has a net ranking of 25 gets beat by a team of 45, they don't lose that much in the net net ranking. And especially if in the matchup of good teams, if the home team wins. yes yes if the home team wins, it doesn't change much at all in the computer. And people will question: It's like why is Colorado State so much further ahead of Boise State when Boise State is beating them? It's because Colorado State has lost their games on the road. They have not lost at home yet. So they, well, and they also had a better record in non-conference. They only yeah, lost one yeah. non-conference game, as did New Mexico. 
as well. So that that's where the difference is with Boise State. They Boise State Colorado State split. Split. Yeah. Both teams winning at home. Utah State's ahead of Boise State. Uh, they only lost one non-conference game, but they um, didn't really play a very good schedule compared to some of them. But they beat Boise State twice, and that's probably the difference of 30 to 43. Yeah, and if they end up tied, then they will get the tiebreaker just on the fact that... For the seed. Yeah, for I the mean. seed, yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to hear from the uh, coach. Bronco Monday on Tuesday. More on the way. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk, KBOI. Bob Beeler with us once again, Bronco Monday on Tuesday. Uh, big game tonight, San Jose State comes to town. Tip-off is at 8.30. We'll be on the air on 6.70 a.m. beginning at 8 o'clock tonight. And we're going to start this uh, segment of Bronco Tuesday excuse me, Bronco Monday on a Tuesday. <laughs> Confusing. I- I'll be thinking today's Monday all day long. Uh, Coach Rice, uh, after the game, talked to us about uh, what he thought of the 90-66 to win over Fresno State on Saturday. They were trying to bait us into like quick early threes, all that. You know that had to be their game plan. To like, hey, we're not going to stop them inside, and we were disciplined enough to get the ball in enough. And you know, for my liking, I would have liked to seen about four or five more. You know, where we post up harder, and you know, whether it's man or zone, we can still post up. And because once you get a touchdown there, uh, you know, with our bigs, good things usually happen. Good things happened inside. Uh, Fresno had a couple of their taller, better players that were hurt that didn't play. Dagenhart had 24. Stanley had 17. And then combined, those two took 20 free throws. Boise State went to the free throw line 28 times. San Jose State just 12. Excuse me, Fresno State just 12, including two is all in the first half. Uh, we looked at San Jose State. Uh, Seven-point advantage in the game at halftime for the Spartans last time. Coach, remember them as being a challenge. They have guards that can make shots. Remember, Amy went crazy uh, in that first twenty minutes, and and what do you have? Twenty five. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. twenty five. And uh, we did a good job of them. You know, the adjustment at halftime was good, but they they have a bunch of explosive guards, and and you know they're well coached, and they they're playing loose, and and teams like that are really really dangerous. And he's speaking of two guards, MJ Amy, who over the last two games for San Jose State scored a total of 44 points. Again, had 30 against Boise State, including 25 in the first half. Uh, one thing to keep an eye on tonight, a very good point guard for San Jose State, Alvaro uh, Cardenas, was sick in their last game on Saturday and not sure whether he's going to play tonight. So if he doesn't, that'll be a, a tough loss for San Jose State. Coach Rice talked about the conference race that we've talked about that's tight. Three teams with uh, four losses and four teams with five losses. So in the loss column, seven teams within a game of each other. Coach talked about the closeness. You got to jumble at the top, which is uh, which is great. You know that that's what we needed, and you know the the way the schedule was, we had the going into this break, we were the number one schedule in the conference, meaning we had played all the top six teams we hadn't played anybody so-called bottom teams and you know now they're all playing each other which which is great and we took care of business tonight so uh you know it's just like i said to our guys it's it's great and it's fun to be in a title race and it's fun to be in the nc tournament talk but the only thing that matters is what we take care of and we take care of what we can and um, i thought we did a good job of that tonight 
Well, if we talk about taking care of what you can, San Jose State tonight, then a two-game road trip Saturday at Wyoming, a week from tonight at Air Force, and then the final three will be against New Mexico and Nevada at home and closing at San Diego State. Tyson Degenhardt was one of our post-game show guests on Saturday, and we asked him what the team needs to do to close it out. We just got to take it one game at a time. Uh, I know everyone wants to look ahead to the three-game stretch with two home games with Nevada, New Mexico, and then going to San Diego State on their senior night. And you know, it looks all you know. People are going to think we're going to roll through, but we got to take care of business because San Jose can compete with anyone. They competed with us. I mean, those guards are, are no joke. And uh, you know, even looking to Wyoming, Wyoming's a hard place to play. You know, Utah State had some trouble there. Nevada's lost there. I mean, it's a hard place to play and. Air Force on that swing too, elevation. You know, we got to take care of business each night. So that's Tyson Dagenhart talking about it. And again, you, you got to just keep piling up wins, do as many as you can, because there are so many contenders. And in, as far as the seed in the tournament goes, guys, you know, you lose a game, you could be seeded one, and then you lose one game, you could maybe be seeded five. Yeah. Uh, the important thing too, and man, it's easier said than done because you see it happen all the time is you just got to look at San Jose State tonight Mm -hmm. and then worry just about San Jose State. And then once that's over, you look to the next game. Because if you start going, okay, if we can just win these next three games, they should be pretty easy, and you start looking into next week, all of a sudden you've lost a game that you should should have won because you've looked forward. So, And I know that Leon Rice, I've I've heard some of his comments of preaching, you got to take it one, you got to get one win at a time and don't look forward to the last three games of the season, just like we've already done this morning, going, it's, it's, those last three games are going to be important. But if you blow one of these mm-hmm. next three games, the three games are then going to just become that much more difficult. Uh, I'm going to put this in terms, Mike, that I know you will understand. You lose tonight, it's a double bogey. <laughs> yeah. You know, I agree. right? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then if you win at San Diego State, might be a hole in one, yeah, but yeah. it certainly would be a birdie if you win at San Diego State. The, the way San Diego State is playing uh, right now, and I, I, I would say at this point, and you couldn't say that earlier in the season, and I think you've paid attention to it more than I have, um, San Diego State may be playing the best out of anybody right now in this moment in time. Now, that can change over the next two weeks, but uh, they didn't look nearly as strong first part of the season as they do right now and they're right where everybody kind of predicted they would be at this point. Well, and you look at the league, there's been stretches since the new year that I've thought, oh, Utah State I think is the best team yeah, in the league. Yeah, How about Colorado State, New Mexico, Nevada, you know, San Diego State, Boise <laughs> State. I mean, there have been stretches where you look at it and you go, they're playing really well. And I think one of the things that makes you think San Diego State's playing really well, they've had two games against two teams that are contenders, Colorado State and New Mexico, albeit both of the games – we're at home where they're very difficult to, to beat. They're undefeated at home this season. So right now they look like, as of this week, they're playing the best. But, hey, that subject to change. Yeah. We'll take a break. Uh, it is Bronco Monday on Tuesday. Once again, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll look ahead to what's going on the rest of the week here on News Talk KBOI. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk KBOI. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what's coming ahead uh, this week, and I, I want to immediately go to another team. Uh, Boise State has another basketball team that is actually playing really, really well right now. Yeah, women's team playing well, although they lost in overtime at Nevada on Saturday. It was a tough loss, could have gone either way. They'll be back in action Wednesday night at home against New Mexico at 6.30, Saturday afternoon at 1 against Fresno State, both games you can hear on AM 670. 
Coach's show also on AM670 will be Thursday night at 6 down at 10 barrel. Men's game tonight on AM670. That'll be at 8 o'clock with the pregame, 8.30 with the tip. And then Saturday, 5.30 tip at Wyoming. So busy week. Very busy. How is Important that, week. How is that trip into Wyoming this time of year, uh, Bob? Well, I'll let you know. I'm doing something I've never done before, and that's fly, other than with the charter. But when you fly commercial, fly into Laramie. We decided that the really? layover in Denver would be about the same amount of time it would take to drive to Laramie. And the, the cost was surprisingly close. Hmm. So we're going to go to Denver, Abe and I. We're going to sit in the airport for about two and a half hours and then take what looks to be a 20-minute flight to Laramie. So Sounds good. Hopefully that'll be the right move. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, the, the roads know. are going to be better for you. <laughs> You're going to—that's kind of what we thought. Driving over the pass, it's always iffy. The, yeah. Yes, yes. So in, in, enjoy, you know, Laramie International Airport. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't usually when I go to games this time of the year. I have a lot of people say, "Oh, can I come with you to San Diego?" <laughs> I've never once had somebody say, "Oh, can I come with you to Laramie in the middle of the winter time?" <laughs> they always draw well at the tournament, whether their team's good or bad. And I talked to somebody from Wyoming one time. I said, "You know." You guys draw the best at, at the Mountain West tournament. They go, yeah. If you've had the winner all season in <laughs> Wyoming, go you got a chance Vegas. for a Vegas <laughs> tournament in March. We're taking it. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, Bob. Uh, look forward to the uh, call once again tonight. Don't forget if you want to go to the game and watch Bob call the game, mm-hmm. or I guess you could listen on your radio inside the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, we're giving away a pair of tickets right now. If you want those tickets, text Broncos once again Broncos to two zero eight three three six. 3,700, we've got one more pair of tickets you have until uh, 10 o'clock to get that text in if you'd like a chance to get those tickets to go see the game tonight against San Jose State. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Senate has already passed Ukraine funding with bipartisan support, but in the House, Republicans spurred on by Donald Trump have pumped the brakes. Biden warning House Republicans, history is watching. We have to realize what we're dealing with with Putin. All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. A few things talking about uh, that we're talking about this morning, if you would uh, like to weigh in. Uh, we're talking about the new congressional uh, bill. Senators want to prohibit lab-grown meat from the National School Lunch Program. You can weigh in. Something we talked about uh, over the first couple of hours of the show this morning, whether that's a good idea, bad idea. You okay, okay with lab-grown meat? Uh, I'm sorry, let me change that. They, they want it to refer, be referred to as cultivated meat, not test tube meat or lab-grown meat. Corey writes in and says, uh, if lab meat becomes widely accepted, is their goal to exterminate all gas-passing cows, horses, goats, pigs, and chickens from the planet. If not, what's the purpose of the lab meat? Will humans be required to wear methane-capturing backpacks? <laughs> there, there are some that believe that this, you know, that they would like to not have cattle being grown anymore because it causes too much climate Just change. No more livestock. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is this the first step? I don't know. Like I said... My opinion is, if, if if you want an option, 
it's, have it as an it's, option. It's right. your choice, yeah. But ha- forcing school kids to eat it for their lunch program when you don't give them an option um, is not really an option, and I don't think that should be done. So I'm fully in support of this bill getting passed in Congress. I, think, I don't know I if it when will. I was in, when I was in grade school, they used to tell us that the hamburgers we were getting were soy burgers. And I don't know whether they were part soy or what it was, but we were told by somebody that they were soy burgers. Even when you were in high school all those years ago. Well, this was when I was in grade school. Yeah. This was the early 70s. Yeah. And once again, this is not meat made from vegetables. That's completely different. This is meat that basically is put in a test tube. And the way one of the uh, pieces of audio said this morning, it's a clump of cells that they manipulate into growing um, <laughs> into meat. And then they make it so that it looks like the meat that you're eating. It doesn't come, it doesn't grow that way naturally. If you just laid the clump of cells on somebody's plate and said, here, have some chicken, you would go, no, thank you. However, if you make it look like chicken, and then don't tell them what it is. Don't tell them what it is. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. Uh, another subject, if uh, you would like to talk about, is the uh, subject, once again, of funding for, you, for Ukraine. As uh, we mentioned, Congress left town on uh, Friday for a two-week vacation, and uh, Biden blasted the uh, House for not funding Ukraine before they went on vacation. You can do to get ammunition to the Ukrainians without a supplemental from Congress. No, but it's about time they step up, don't you think? Instead of going on a two-week vacation. Two weeks. They're walking away. Two weeks. What are they thinking? My God. <laughs> this is bizarre. And it's just reinforcing all the concern and, and, and almost, I won't say panic, but real concern about the United States being a reliable ally. The um, weird thing about this uh, is complaining that uh, the House went on vacation for two weeks. Two weeks, my God. Uh, Trump made, or, uh, Biden made that announcement right before he left for the beach for a vacation. Um, Biden has also been on vacation so far for nearly 40% of his presidency. Remember when Democrats were pounding Trump for being on vacation 26% of his presidency? Notice they don't say a whole lot now because uh, of Biden being away 40% of the time. On vacation 40% of the time or out of the White House 40% of the time? On vacation 40% of the time. Because that doesn't seem right. Trump, Or, or, you know, accurate. Yeah. um, You know, Trump was out 26% of the time. Obama was out 16% of the time. So, I mean, it's a big difference between Biden uh, and Trump and Obama. I still would like to... We, ha- we haven't had a-, a chance to talk about what you think about funding Ukraine. Because the problems that Republicans are having in the House right now is that $80 million in funding is going to the Ukraine, while less than $20 million is going to support our own border. We have given, in the amount of support to Ukraine right now, nearly the same amount that we have 
for our yearly supply for the U.S. military. Over $200 billion over the, over since the war began in Ukraine. That's nearly the amount we spend on the U.S. military budget in a year here in the United States. Hmm. I get how important making sure that Putin doesn't take over Europe. You know, I thought we had given about $44 billion to Ukraine. Oh, God, no. It's way more than that. Hmm. This, this one bill alone is $80 billion. I think we did over a hundred billion last year in cash and military support in 2023. The war started what in 2022? How long has this been going on? Uh, way too long. <laughs> right, we we remember we sat here and thought, okay, this mm-hmm. is going to be over in a month. There's no way Ukraine is going to be able to stand up to the pounding that Russia is going to give to them. And we thought this would be over, and I, I think we're uh, we're beyond two years now. But I mean, Russia's running out we're of coming money close. Too. Yeah, um, Ukraine also Zelensky once again imploring Congress to do something. They said that they're running out of bullets, running out of military weapons. Need the support of the United States. We're not the only supporters in this. There no, are other countries. Close. Yeah, there are other countries that can come. Yeah, pretty much all of the uh, for whatever the United States is lacking. All of all of the NATO countries have already been contributing things. Yeah, uh, Ben in Boise, listening on six seventy AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, on your uh, lab lab grown beef and chicken and so forth. Mm-hmm. Test tube meat. You know we 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 have enough chemicals in our food as it is without adding any more. Plus, it's something Bill Gates has been working on for years, and whatever he's for, I'm against, because he, uh, he pushes that pretty hard. So what do you think about two things, questions? Lab-grown meat, yourself, giving it as an option, or this bill to not allow lab-grown or test-tube meat to be served in uh, public schools? Uh, not allow. Any of it? None of it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even try it. Nope. All right. No, I'm with him. I, I wouldn't either. Not even to taste and see what it would taste like. No. It's like the person that wrote earlier this morning. What was it said? If it was, um, like the uh, meat in tacos at Jack in the Box, <laughs> if it tasted like that, he'd it's, be he'd be okay with it. It's like an electric, uh, you know, Ford Mustang. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, near beer. When you, when you mentioned that Ford Mustang. Decaffeinated coffee. No, thank you. <laughs> and when you mentioned that Ford Mustang, by gosh, if you're going to make it that ugly, what is the point, really? It doesn't even look like a Mustang, for crying out loud. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, phone lines are open if you want to get through right now. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. And don't forget, we've got 45 more minutes to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. Text the word Broncos to 208-3600. We have a pair of tickets. This is the second pair. If you texted earlier, I've already given away those pair. This is a completely separate contest. So you can text again. We'll uh, pick a winner coming up just after 10 o'clock. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. Everybody wants to talk about uh, test tube meats this morning. Um, I would try. I, I wouldn't eat it. Now, I know that sounds, you know, like it goes against what I, I said earlier. Taste I, it and spit it out? I, I, would, I would taste it just to see what it tastes like, what the texture was. I have a, a big thing to me in the food that I eat. I don't know if anybody else is like this is texture. If it tastes great, but the texture is off, I still don't like it. And I don't know how you would make lab test tube meat to have the same texture. Maybe maybe you could. Maybe you could fool me. I could do a blind taste test. Um, I have done the blind taste test before with the plant-based meat. What is it? Beyond meat Mm -hmm. and hamburgers, like a real hamburger with meat. And said, you can't tell the difference. And we did this on, on a radio station that I worked with. And I said, I bet I can. Sure enough, I could. <laughs> and it was a texture thing. That, that, that's just as important to me as, as the taste and the smell. Greg and Meridian, listening on 670 AM, good morning to you. Hey. Hey. Uh, so you guys going to come over? You going to come over for... Uh a barbecue, or are you guys hosting for the uh, lab-grown meat barbecue? <laughs> I, I'm not putting any of that meat on my barbecue, I'll tell you that much. No, well, okay. no right. fake, yeah, no fake meat it, for me. I mean, I, I think I, I would certainly try it. I think a, couple, well, a few things, you know, kick me about the, the conversation I've heard this far. Like, well, okay, you know, people talk about, you know, chemicals, right? Like, you know, or fake meat, but it is, like, if you ran a DNA test on, on, on the product... It would come up cow. It would come up chicken. It is actual cells from the animal that are replicated. And there's not chemicals involved, right? Actually, you know, if you're concerned about chemicals and you're eating, you know, non-organic, you know, uh, meat products here, well, I got news for you. There's a lot of chemicals in the Yeah. Well, I was going to say, there, um, I yeah. mean, there, there are going to be chemicals because there's chemicals in everything that is served in the United States in restaurants or well, stores. If you look if you look at it technically everything is made of chemicals or elements at least. Yeah, sure. The other thing is it's not just about climate change, it's about feeding the population we have, right? Like if everybody had a lifestyle like an American has, which more people globally do, right? There's not enough land to grow all the chicken and and and, and, and cattle that you would need to to, to supply the meat demand that that population is going to have, right? So like, even if you didn't want to touch the stuff, having the product out there and available and a certain pot of people who are willing to eat it, well, that's just going to make it, you know, more possible to have regular livestock at a, at a, at a regular price, right? Because you'll have which, a more diverse... Yeah, which I don't, market, have, I don't right? have a problem with that. And, and it sounds like no, you no, don't no, either. I, so what would... No, I don't. Like, fundamentally... And then, like, here was the other kicker. It's like, yeah, I, I agree. You know, nobody should be forced to eat it, obviously. So maybe this, you know, bill, which, hey, you know, nobody mentions, you know, like, you know, John Tester, he's a Democrat. Like, he's, he's, he's sponsoring it, right? Like, and obviously, right, like, the cattle industry in the United States has a, has a financial interest from, oh, from definitely. not having this thing happen. You know, but, um, you know, like, I'm fine if you don't, I'm not going to force it on anybody, but a lot of your callers calling in, you know, it would be fine, you know, forcing me to not be able to have it at all. So you're, you're okay with it being available, which, by the way, it is. And there are, I think I, I said earlier this morning, like 35 different companies who are working on this in the United States as of right now. But you're, you're okay with the bill and saying, hey, you can't feed this to our students in public schools. Yeah, it shouldn't be the only option. 
option, right? Okay. But like, right. You know, if you, like, Burger King has the Impossible Whopper right now. I don't know if you ever tried it. Like, I go and yeah, get the Impossible yeah. Whopper. I, I've, I've had it. I don't like it's it. I can bad. I can tell the difference. It's not it's, it's not, not bad. bad. But I, I in my yeah, opinion, they put, though, they put so real meat ones are better. It, Isn't that like a buck more than the uh, than the real one? Yeah. Well, Leslie, you you already invited me over to to try this at uh, a barbecue at your house, so you know. I'll <laughs> All right, wait wait by your mailbox. I'll be yeah. sending out an invitation soon. Yeah. Do, do you have to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, you started talking about Ukraine, too. Mm. Um, you, know, I, you know, I'm a Democrat, but I think Mitch McConnell uh, does a... And I don't like Mitch McConnell... Does a great job of talking about you know why we should be uh, why we should be funding this and you know his take is like look we're stymieing an enemy of the United States and most of the money that we're spending isn't actually going to Ukraine it's going to weapons manufacturing companies in 36 states here creating jobs here in America it's kind of a win win um, I think he does a really good job of you know explaining it, explaining that thing. different topic both ends of the spectrum here. by the way happy birthday Mitch McConnell. He's 82 today. Oh, he's old enough to run for president now. Almost. Okay, you think he'll throw his hat in the ring? Thank you for the call, Greg. Appreciate it. After he, you know, fell downstairs that one time. And well, that makes it even having, more likely that he started run for having president, those right? episodes when all of a sudden he'd just blank out. <laughs> Paul in uh, Nampa listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for taking my call. The thing that comes to mind the most is... Dave Thomas and Clara Pell are rolling over in their grave saying, where's the beef? Mm-hmm. Where's the chicken? I remember from that. That was like 1977 or 78. Yeah. Um, Early 80s the topic, anyway. I, the topic that I want to really touch on is Ukraine. I think we've reached over the $200 billion mark that we donated towards the war. And this, this $61 billion is going to put us well over $250 billion. And that kind of bothers me because they're not using any kind of, not using any F-16s, F-18s, F-35s. They're doing it all on the ground. And you know what that does? Two two steps forward, one step back. And I I don't see any end in sight in the near future if they're going to continue to do that. You got to have some kind of air support, whether it's gunships, whether it's um, Blackhawks, whatever it takes. Well, if we I mean, give money, though, if we give money, we're a bank. If we start sending air support, we're in a war. Yeah, but we can get it. We can't. We get that air support through other help. Oh. Yeah, but we'd okay. still be there. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. If you want to get through, uh, you can do that as of right now. You can email us also, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. And don't forget, you've got about 30 more minutes to text Broncos to 208-336-3700. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Once again, thank you to uh, Kenny Cloverdale Plumbing for giving us those uh, basketball tickets for tonight's game. If you want the tickets for the game, you should be texting right now, 208-336-3700. you got about 25 more minutes. Keep in mind that if you do text, you do win the tickets. You will need to pick them up before close of business uh, here at our studios today. We uh, close down at 5 o'clock because the tickets, once again, are for today's game. 
So if you want the tickets for tonight, text away right now. This is the second contest, by the way. If you uh, texted during the first contest, you can text and try to win again, as long as you didn't win uh, the first time around. Sean Gibbs, you can't text again because you already have a pair of tickets for tonight's. Uh, Sean was our winner earlier this morning. And congratulations on not being able to text again. (laughs) Yes. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Bill in Congress being presented. Senators want to prohibit lab-grown meat from the National School Lunch Program. Now, they don't want It's not a bill to prohibit test tube chicken, just lab-grown meat to be served in public school lunch program. What is test tube chicken? It's what they're growing in a test tube. So how's that different than lab-cultivated meat? It's not n- no difference whatsoever. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. You're, you're growing it in a Petri dish or a test tube or mass, yeah. mass of cells that or is like, manipulated to look like chicken. Or like the congresswoman said, a peach tree dish. Peach tree dish. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mike, uh, no, no uh, city in this, just Mike uh, writes in a text message, says, I say no to any kind of Franken-meat and certainly don't serve it in the school. That includes Soylent Green. As for the funding for Ukraine, they have refused to give the accounting of what we have already sent. I say no more until that occurs and until we shut down the border. No continuing resolution until that happens. Well, I think that's what some of the Republicans are saying. It's like, um, you know, we'll fund Ukraine, but we don't want to fund Ukraine and then have you tell us to go take a hike when it comes to funding our southern border. So it's like sun, fund our southern border, give us give us what we want, and it's not just the funding for the southern border. It's like they want to see you can't stop immigration completely, but at least slow down the illegal immigration by starting some new laws. If you're able to do that, I think or, I think as, the Republicans will come back and say, mm-hmm. "All right, now let's fund let's fund uh, or, uh, Ukraine." As so many people have requested. Just give everyone the permission to enforce the laws we already have. Mm-hmm. I, I think you, I think Ukraine would pass fairly easily. I think that's my opinion. If it was a standalone bill to fund Ukraine, if the southern border had already been funded, now if if the bill has not been passed for the southern border, then I think you're going to have a hard time making Republicans go, "Hey, we promise we'll look into this other thing if you'll just give us this today." Now, if you want to do do separate bills, uh, my opinion is if you separate the bills, Ukraine and Israel funding, I don't think Israel funding would pass. Hmm. And Maybe I, it's not. not just because of Republicans either. I think there is a, a large amount of Democrats who don't want to pass funding for Israel. They're okay with Ukraine, but they don't want to fund. They don't want to fund Israel. And that's why you're trying to see the president put all these bills together so that all of them can be passed instead of trying to do it one at a time where one or more of them would not have the ability to be passed. The situation with Russia and Ukraine is a little more cut and dry. I mean, Ukraine was just doing their thing and Russia attacked and now there's a war. Uh, with 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 Israel, it's it's... You've got people attacking and people retaliating and and uh, all that sort of thing going on, on on both sides. But they're all in the same country, basically, because as yet there is no country officially called Palestine. Although, as we have discussed, 
about half the countries in the world do recognize Palestine mm-hmm. as a country. Well, and that's part of the negotiations in this, too, is they would like to see as part of the negotiations that a state of Palestine be established. I don't know if Israel would, Netanyahu, basically, instead of Israel, I'm say, I don't know if Netanyahu would go for that. Where he would say, all right, we'll set this part aside and this will be the new state of Palestine, right? Something like that. I, I don't know if he's going to go for that or not. You you got two really big things, you know, as far as the Israel thing going right now. You know, Netanyahu says that he is not going to stop attacking until he gets the all the hostages back. And there's somewhere between 50 and 100 hostages still being held by Hamas. Now, Hamas, for their part, saying, well, if we give the hostages back, there goes our any part of negotiation, and then he can just completely, you know, wipe out everybody who is in, in the uh, Gaza Strip. Kind of like now, only more so. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you, you've, you've, meet, you've got, you know, two opposite minds meeting, and it's going to come down to, really, who's going to be able to hold out? And there's getting more and more pressure from the United States, from certain places in the United States politically that are saying, look, if they're going to keep killing with this many people, we can't be continuing to send all this aid to Israel. And I'm talking Democrats here who originally were for Israel defending themselves. Now they're saying this is, you know, this war is too bloody. Ralph has written and he doesn't mention his source, but he says the current military budget is seven hundred and seventy one billion the total to Ukraine so far is around $80 billion. Yeah, I got, and I apologize, I mixed up um, two different stories. The U.S. will spend about, and it's this year's 2024 budget is about $840 million. Talking about or the... $840 billion for the military budget. I got the two sources uh, mixed up. The U.S. will spend about $840 billion in interest payments this year, to uh, for our our national debt, so I got those two stories messed up. Um, mm-hmm. Now it does say that the aid for the uh, military—it's not just aid we're sending for the military. By the way, there's other foreign aid going to Ukraine that goes beyond military to help support businesses. For instance, we're sending we're sending aid to keep businesses open in Ukraine, and the total amount now is somewhat about two hundred million dollars in two years, with another sixty to eighty billion is what what is up on the lo- the latest bill. In regard in in regard to the fabricated chicken, Rico says, uh, "I'm with Chris. I'll let Mike taste it. Let's <laughs> let's let Mikey try it. He'll eat anything." I didn't say I would eat it. I he said I would it. try it. Hey, Mikey, I would try it. Didn't say I would eat it. The uh, uh, by see. the way, the the, the meat. Here, I'll give you an example. I, I told you before that, you know, we were told by, and I can't remember, it, I think it was Burger King at the time, who came into our radio station that I worked at previously mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're going to give you a chance. I'll bet you can't identify which is which. And I said, I'll bet you I can. And I was able to do that. That, by the way, was the first and last time I have ever tried a plant-based hamburger in my mm. life. I didn't like it. Didn't like the the consistency, which is just as important oh, see, as the taste to me. And, and I've I've eaten a, like a health food store, you know, and eaten the uh, the, the plant patty, uh, but mm. it's not pretending that it's meat. It's just you know, it just tells you straight out. It, I'm just shaped like a patty, yeah. and I'm made of plants. Well, even the company is beyond meat, right? Mm-hmm. So it can even the name of the product that they're making beyond meat tells you it's it's not meat. So it's like Be- beyond sounds like though it's much better. I mean, I should I think they should call it not quite not meat. quite as good as meat. 
And the problem is, Chris, I don't think it would sell that way. Uh, It doesn't bother me. Uh, James of Garden City says, My kids both independently rejected the school lunches almost immediately. After that, our family sent the kids to school with lunch that we packed at home. So I don't think we need any laws about this stuff. The lunches are already bad, and there are laws against that. There are laws against bad food or... Yeah, I didn't know there's laws against bad food at school lunches, because if there is, I, I need to go back when I was in high school and turn somebody in. I liked school lunch when I went, went to school. I mean, from the very moment, you know, that I started first grade and we had hot lunch, I really never, you know, brown bagged it unless we had a special picnic day or something. Uh, but it was fine with me. I mean... For the most part... I, I mean, you know, the, the older I get, the more I can figure out, okay, it was all frozen and then, you know, thawed out, but it was still okay. I, For the most part, most of the school lunches, I will say, also um, were much better than what my mom would have sent yeah. me to school with. However, there were occasional days where it was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to eat much today because this is not good. Tim uh, wrote in, Casper, the difference between Congress going on vacation and the president is the president can conduct business any place he goes. Yeah, even on his plane. Whereas it's more difficult for Congress to take a vote, say, if everyone's on a different plane. I don't mean that figuratively. I mean an actual airplane. Yeah. No, you're 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 right. There is a difference, but it's just weird that the president slams Congress for going on vacation the very day mm-hmm. he goes on vacation. That just looks stupid. Well, maybe he figures he's done with what he was trying to do this week, and they're not. John Porter writes in uh, regarding President Trump's fund quandary. This is simple. Just make a Trump crypto coin and say it's worth $500 million. Easy peasy. That's what the crypto syndicate does along (laughs) with our government. Uh, Make money out of thin air when they run short. There's a crypto syndicate? I think some would claim that all of them are crypto syndicates. I will say this. It is interesting because after this... Court case came down. Uh, somebody started a GoFundMe account on Friday, and mm-hmm. uh, at last, I, I think it was somewhere between five and twenty million dollars has already been raised out of the half a billion dollars, close to half a billion dollars that needs to be raised. I don't know if it would legally be allowed for Trump to take a GoFundMe to use again to, to pay his fine. I don't know if if there's any legalities with that or not. If they were able to raise $435 million through GoFundMe. That would be unprecedented, wouldn't you think? Uh, are they saying they just want to help? Yeah. Or are they saying this is unfair? Or are they saying they don't think he has $400 million? They're just saying they want to help raise the funds to pay the fine. All right. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. Final chance to get through right now. Dan Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 9.50, final 10 minutes. Texts the word Broncos if you want tickets to tonight's game. You want to go to the game? We got a free pair of tickets thanks to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing this morning. Uh, Coming up here, you'll have till 10 o'clock. We'll pick one person at random. This will be our second winner. You'll join uh, Sean Gibbs in our uh, list of winners from uh, Homedale this morning. Text Broncos, 208-336-3700. Email in says, Today's impossible question was pretty easy. The last president to own slaves is actually the current president, Joe Biden. I'm one of those slaves because I work about 60 hours or more a week 
and the government takes greater than 30% of everything I make. We just filed taxes, and on top of them taking 30% of everything I make, I still owe more in taxes. The state of Idaho actually is costing me more money in the last three years than the last 10 states I've lived in combined when I was on active duty. I get so tired of seeing all the money they take going out to other countries, not benefiting the area in which I live. That's modern-day slave in McCall. James in Garden City wrote back. He says, I meant to say that there are not laws against bad food in schools. Perhaps my kids were odd, but they didn't want the school food, so we sent them with food from home. My point is that regardless of what the school serves, there will be some kids who won't eat it on any given day. Therefore, it does not make sense to outlaw this particular item, test tube meat. Gary from Nampa, listening on 670 AM, says, I think the military has already tried this fake meat. When I was in the Navy, we had what we called generic white meat. It came in a log. They served it with cranberry sauce. It was turkey with applesauce. It was pork with mint jelly. It was lamb. (laughs) So everything looked the same, and they just called it something different. Is that what you're saying, Gary? (laughs) <laughs> and they just switched up. It was up. a log of meat, and they just changed. They just switched up their condiment game, and everything was <laughs> yeah, fine. Everything was fine. You know, you may be right, because when you're in the military, you don't really get a complaint about, hey, this isn't good. I'm not eating this. And Because in the military, they would go, fine, you're not eating. Get back to work. Yeah. They wouldn't care. We're, we're doing a 10-mile run right after lunch, <laughs> yeah. so you may want to have a little energy. Another text at 208-336-3700 says, Interestingly enough, they are now growing body parts for people, amputated, ears, noses, things to be replaced. I don't think they've done anything with bones as of yet. Yeah, you're right. I've seen growing ears in test tubes, but they don't make you eat them. (laughs) One would hope they don't even offer you the opportunity. I hope not. Although, ear. Uh, that, that doesn't sound good. Uh, so bad. <laughs> Both stop it. Derek, don't encourage that kind of crap. Nose, thank you. Yeah, don't, stop it. Aye, aye, sir. Uh, Kenny and Kinner writes in, good morning, fellas. Glad to have you back on the radio. When I was in elementary school, we had green-tainted hot dogs, and probably Did once you? a month, we had mystery meat on our menu, and we all survived. So I guess this cultivated chicken would be uh, for Mystery Meat Day, but I wouldn't eat it. Have a great day, Kenny and Kuna. You all survive? <laughs> you had green-tainted hot dogs? Come on. Are you sure it wasn't Halloween and they just used food coloring? Denise writes in, uh, Mike at KBOI.com says, FDA approval for fake meat does not mean it's actually safe. Many foods and additives approved in the U.S. are illegal in other countries, countries that have lower obesity and death rates. People want to eat the fake stuff. Let them virtual signal to their heart's content. It should not be forced on people, especially in children. Hmm. I agree with that. I mean, if you you want to eat it, I don't have a problem with you. It's safe. It's freedom. Probably means that, unlike poison, you won't just, you know, ingest this and then die immediately. Yeah. It may be bad for your health, ultimately. Uh, Carl and Star uh, Texas. He writes uh, two different Mike, two different companies. Impossible Meat and Beyond Meat. Impossible is what they have at Burger King, much better than the Beyond Beef stuff. The Impossible Croissant Sandwich was great, but they stopped selling it due to lack of sales. Their sausage actually tasted like sausage because they got all the spices just right. It just didn't sell. 
I, I would say that, you know, if it didn't sell, there's a reason for it not mm. selling. Was it, it, what was the reason? Was it, it was too expensive or people disagreed with you and thought it tasted funny? I don't know. But I mean, if it was, if it was better than, you know, the real yeah. sausage croissant, I mean, why didn't it sell? I agree with that. I demand quality from my, uh, you know, uh, corporate fast food places. Thanks. Phone calls and emails. We're done. 20-hour break. Final chance to text and win those Bronco 